0: You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angela Rose
1: and Ahanu. Okay, you're very, very welcome. My name is Ahanu, A-H-O-N-U, which I discovered through my good wife, is the Hawaiian name for sea turtle. What we're going to talk about today is about transformation. I had to bring this technology because it's it's like you have to see the pictures. You know, I can paint them in your imagination. But when you see them, it will lead to the transformation that I'm going to talk to you about today. And I, I want to be very clear about what my intention is today. I want what we do in the next 30, 40 minutes to be for your highest heroic outcome. Now I'm going to talk about my visionary artwork. And in everything that I do, I try to keep the ego out of it. But in order to show you, I have to talk about me and what happened to me and how I did it. And then I'm going to show you how the same transformation can happen through something that everybody can do something very very easy that we all do as children we paint we draw but what happened of course is that we were told you can't paint you can't draw and then we told ourselves you can't paint you can't draw and so we ended up not being able to express ourselves in this beautiful way called art now in order to go forward of course i have to go backwards so i started off just painting landscapes because that was what i was felt good at. You know, I could could see a landscape and I had a desire to put it on paper and that's what I did. No big deal about it. So then I started to look at painting seascapes and seascapes were more difficult because painting water is a difficult thing. It's a fluctuating medium and it's very very difficult to paint it but I was very successful at it. And then I went on and painted still lifes and that was very challenging because you know People kind of look at still life and they either love them or they hate them. But they also use it as a judge to say, did that guy render this vase of flowers or did he render that uh, apple or that orange as it is in reality? And so there's something to judge against. And I started painting that for quite some time and yeah, I was okay with it, you know. I got along okay. I did so many of them that I started to pull them together and publish them. And I had an exhibition and, of course, they were sold out. And I thought, hey, I'm good at this, you know. The ego was kicking in saying, I can have a bigger exhibition. I can do more with this. And all that was great for a while until I met Angel Rose. And after that, things started to change because I realized that the work that I was doing was actually priceless. Now, most people will put uh, value on a painting. They'll say this is worth $50 or this is a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand or whatever. And I realized that the work that I was doing was actually priceless. Now what made my work different was because I was using everybody's ability to be able to paint something to transform their lives. Now can you put a value on something that transforms your life? Isn't that priceless? Something that changes things forever for the better for you. What was this called? It was called visionary art or spirit art or people called it lots of things. Engel Rose was very instrumental in all this. This is my wife, Engel Rose, here. And she was always a reader of the Akashic records. And when I first met her, I did not know what the Akashic records were. And that's how I found out what my spiritual name was, Ahanu. And it was only about two years after she found that name for me that I realized that it was the name of my favorite animal, sea animal, the the sea turtle. So I knew there was something to what she was doing. Well, her name, her given name, was Gail Ann. And coming from Ireland, we're very familiar with the sound of a person's name. We can actually tell what religion a person is by the sound of their name in Ireland. We can tell what part of the country they're from. We can tell who they're related to. We can tell all kinds of things from a person's name. Some native traditions can do the same thing. The USA today, a bit of a mix and match kind of thing. It's a little more difficult. But still, what you're doing is you're tuning into the sound of a person's name. So in tuning into her name, I realized that that wasn't her name. Her name wasn't Gayle Ann. Her mother almost got it right. She had it reversed. It was Ann And when I said the name Ann I realized that's the Irish name for angel. Then she pipes up and she tells me, everybody has been calling me an angel all my life. So so the reason I'm telling you that story is because it leads into her challenge to me. She said to me, I want you to paint a past life of mine. And I said, hang on a second here. I can paint bridges and trees and ocean-going vessels and harbors, and you're asking me to paint something that I can't see. I I can't do that. She said, oh, you can. So I said, OK, I'll give it a try. So what I did was I tuned in as best I knew then at the time. I tuned into whatever. And all I could see were these angles. You can just see them here. See those three orange angles? There's just in my head. I just saw these three angles. I had no idea what they were, but I painted them nonetheless. And I showed it to her. And she said, not good enough. Go back, I want more. But what I started to realize straight away was her name now was Angel, and here were these three Angles. I said, maybe there's more to this than meets the eye. So I went back in, tuned in again, and I got my next picture, which was really a development of that, which actually was, they were the corners of pyramids. And I began to see a past life of hers in Egypt, where she was... She was a keeper of the records in Egypt, and here she is today, a reader of the records. So I thought, ooh, maybe there is something to this. I didn't know what to do with it, of course. So I decided that I would actually try it out on some people. I was so stunned with it that it took me a while to formulate what The possibility was that from the sound of a person's name or from an image that you might get from somebody that you might be able to look into their past lives or their future lives or into their ancestry. I thought, no, 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 no. But then I began to see stuff in people's energy fields. And what I saw wasn't very nice. I began to see stuff like entities in people. And I I, I was saying to myself, "This this can't be real. This is not true. But it was, I could see stuff. And it was only because she had taught me to look beyond the physical. She taught me to see that there may well be something reflected in people's energy. I could see alien stuff, implants in people. And then I could actually see energy around places. And this is a a, a religious structure in Ireland where I could actually see, I could see evil coming out of the earth through this monastic settlement and into the environment. And I'm saying, no, no, no I'm going crazy. This can't be real. But other people began to verify that that is indeed the case. When it started to become true to me was when a woman came to me at a little exhibition one time. She walked around the room very uncertain about who to go to for some kind of a reading. And eventually she sat down in front of me and I was still unsure what I was offering at that point in time. She sat down in front of me, and as soon as I tuned into her, I could see this spinal cord, and I painted it. But the first picture I painted, down at the base of her spine, there was two black daggers going in. And I painted the picture, and I showed it to her. I said, this is what I see. And she said, oh, my God, she said, I've been to every doctor in Ireland, and nobody has been able to fix my lower back pain. And I thought, oh, shit, am I seeing actually seeing what's what her issue is but now I was presented with the solution I said hold on hold on hold on wait let me just remove the daggers so I repainted her spine in as best I could in its divine perfection and I showed it to her I said there you go it's fixed and she stood up and she walked off around the hall and I thought she was walking off without paying me for my work And she was twisting and turning and maneuvering around the place. She eventually came back and sat down. She said, I don't believe this, but I'm free of back pain for the first time in my life. And I thought, "Oh, oh, God, this is a huge responsibility. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't proclaim to be a doctor or a healer or anything. But all that I recognized happened was she actually looked at a picture. And from what we now know as pineal induction, she induced the new paradigm, the new state, that this was the new situation, and it fixed her instantly. And I thought, okay, that's a one-off. That's only a one-off. You know, the way the mind goes, keeps us down. That's only a one-off. This is my nephew. My nephew. He could never keep a job down, and the reason is, when I tuned into his past life, he was actually at the crucifixion of Jesus, but he recognized that he was following orders, and he didn't want to do it. And this time he actually said no and he took his helmet off and he came down and he resigned effectively, knowing that the Roman soldiers would just kill him and crucify him too. But he walked away from it and he does the same thing with a job where a boss tells him you got to do this. And he says no, that's wrong. I can't do it. And he has resigned from more jobs. Now, what's really crazy about this. Leonard is now dead. He was on a mountain in Switzerland and he fell off the mountain. And the first question that Angel Rose asked me, she said, was he wearing his helmet? And when I looked at this picture, I realized that there's a connection here between his death then and his death now. I still needed more proof. So a woman came to us in upstate New York. And when I tuned into her, I just looked at her closely, and I could see all his money falling. It was exactly what I saw. Painted it, rendered it exactly as I saw, all his money. I said, you're losing money. She says, I've just lost $3 million. (laughs) I said, no wonder. It's in your energy field. We all carry this stuff with us, don't we? I could see it. Now, the solution to this was so easy. All I had to do was turn the picture up the other way. I said, take this picture home, put it in your bedroom or your kitchen somewhere where you're going to see it all the time, and just register that as the new situation. This is the new paradigm. This is it. She did. And we found out a short time later that she recovered every single penny. Now, I should have said to her, hey, listen, I want a commission on this. <laughs> I want a percentage. <laughs> I didn't realize it at the time. But anyway, this was, this was visible material proof that what I was seeing was real and valid in this 3D reality, as well as in the other. This is another picture I did of somebody. And this is all about interpretation, how, how we interpret stuff. And this is a picture where this guy wanted to see himself as a vulture, whereas I saw it as an overseer. He was way up there looking down, just checking everything out. This is how we interpret our stuff. This last gentleman talked about religions and dogma And I didn't realize that the dogma that we have been brought up and led to believe is in our energy field. This is a woman. I could see it so clearly. She was carrying this cross. Imagine that being in your energy field because we we are the sum total of what we think. This is what we're carrying around with us, our stuff. And this is what she was carrying around. Now, I began to realize that you can actually fix this stuff. And as soon as I removed the cross, you can see the sun here. Her sun started to shine. You could almost measure the change in her demeanor, in her self-esteem. like her sun just started to shine. This is a picture. It's hard to see because it's quite small. But you can see a little rose floating along here. Can you see the little rose? It was just a fountain. Lots of water. Lots of emotion. This was a woman whose mother had died about a year and a half before. I didn't know anything about her. When I tuned into her, I could see all this. I interpreted it as emotion, water is emotion. And I saw the rose, and I said, what's the rose got to do with it? Like, it looks like the rose is being let go and floating away. She said, my mother's name was Rose, and I realized now is the time to let her go. That's exactly what this picture gave her, the permission to let Rose go. I get people coming to me saying, am I in the right job? Okay. So when I tune into them, I get this kind of stuff. This is what looks like the Halls of a Mentee. I called it the Halls of a Mentee. This was a hairdresser who arrived into this place where we were working one day and there was various other readers and so on that she could go to but she came to me and she said, uh, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what you do, but I want it. So she sat down and when I tuned into her I realized that her business was all about the growth of awareness it was all about consciousness, it was all about being right here, right now, helping us all evolve. And it was nothing to do with hairdressing. It's a huge change for her. Um, this guy here, I, I had no idea what the Pleiades were at this time. And all I could see was this experiment going on. and And this... This was in his energy field. and I didn't actually understand it at the time. When I sh- he wasn't a scientist. I showed him. He said, I, I don't know what it means. I said, I don't know what it means. We had to resort to Angel Rose. She went into the Akashic Records and found that he was a scientist at the time. Atlantis, wasn't it? Atlantis. He was a, a, an Atl- Atlantean scientist who was involved in some kind of research, but his laboratory was raided. His chemicals spilt and mixed and caused huge environmental damage. So much so, that he said he would never use his genius again. And here was the guy sitting across from me, who was in a mundane, boring job. He knew, and it was obvious to everybody, that he had incredible talent. But he wasn't wasted. He was totally not with it at all. And this was the reason, because he would not use his genius for fear that it would be misused. So this was like giving him permission. What? That was then, son. This is now. Use your genius. Huge release of energy came out of that.
0: Is, that. is that a form of karma, or is that a form of someone having that fear and that detaching from it?
1: Yeah, it's bringing stuff forward with us that we should be able to let go. Not getting the lessons, and this was like a visual of the lesson. Hey, that's what it was.
0: Well, the lesson was to give himself permission because he was—he was actually keeping himself down. You know, his brilliance, his hiding, his hiding. Thing, yeah, you know and not using his abilities because he was, and he was not responsible for what happened in Atlantis. But because it was, he had left chemicals in the lab in two different beakers. And when it was raided, they knocked everything over and the things mixed and caused an explosion. But he felt so bad about the damage, okay, that he just never gave himself permission to to go that far again. His lesson really in seeing the picture is to forgive himself for what really wasn't his fault and be able to uh, come out. Yeah. So it's just like the promises that you give in past lives, like, for example, you give the promise of poverty, and then in the next lives you just yeah. don't have money and you don't know why until you, know, you meditate yeah. or you find a way how to find out yeah. why you are poor and then you That's give right. the promise. And yeah.
1: Now imagine for a moment being able to see that in your energy field. I can teach you how to do that. That's what I'm doing here. I can teach you how to do this. So you can actually see it without going through months and perhaps years of digging. (laughs) You can see it. This is a lady here. I think she's like 20 20 or 21 years of age. Had just started out in the the work field. And she uh, more or less wanted to know whether she was in the right business or not. And when we looked at this picture, it looked like child stars dancing around a center star. And it turns out that she was a children's dance teacher. So I mean, it was very safe to say, you're in the right business. You just keep doing what you're doing. So this was a great picture for her to keep as a reminder. This was a lady. She was a teacher, uh, like a spiritual teacher. And like all of us, had all these temptations. Oh, am I doing the right thing? I should be doing something else. I should be working 9 to 5, whatever. And when I tuned into her, I could see that she was holding out the walls of darkness in this lifetime, in the previous lifetime, and in countless lifetimes into the past. This was a huge like a confirmation for her that she was doing exactly what she should be doing. So that's about work. Another guy just had all his, needed to have all his, his balls in a row before he could do anything. Do I have the right partner? I get this question all the time. How can looking into somebody's energy field show you that? I had a couple come to me one time. They were due to get married very soon after that. And they sat down in front of me and all I could see was they were like two pearls merging together as one pearl. And this was a, an engaged couple. And again, that was like a beautiful confirmation that they had chosen the right person. But it was very evident that they were coming together as one, almost like twin flames coming together. I'm going to talk about the future in a few minutes, but this was a picture of a homeopath. When I tuned into him, I could see two individuals who were coming together, and I saw that this was a twin, a twin of his. And I said, you've somebody coming into your life, and you will it'll change everything for you. Now, he was supposedly happily married. Everything was rosy. And I think it took a year and a half or two years later, and this twin came into his life. And suddenly, (laughs) the world changed. Everything changed. But this was, I could see it coming to him. Now, what about the future? Does this work for the future? This is a story about Angel Rose. For her birthday one year, she asked me, would I paint a spirit art picture? And I saw this skull, and I was very concerned. I said, oh my god, am I looking at her death? And I, I didn't really know how to interpret this. The only consolation I got from it was that out of our right eye were all these butterflies coming. And I knew that butterfly was, was about transformation, was about change. About six months later, we got a call. We were living on the East Coast at the time. We got a call from a, a friend of ours who was living near L.A. that he had this compulsion to buy crystal skulls. And he had a collection of them, big ones, 26-pounders and he didn't know what to do with them, and he, and he realized that he, he was on some kind of a mission because he traveled all over the world, and one of his things was he was, he was into uh, Chinese history, and he was compelled to bring these crystal skulls with him at enormous expense. He couldn't understand it. He asked, could Engel Rose and I come to L.A. and find out what this was all about? And here was this picture from Angel Rose, coming into fruition, where we suddenly found ourselves dealing with crystal skulls, and we've dealt with a lot of them since then, and a lot of other stuff that I was too long to go into now. So it was like a, a prediction, as it were. Now the butterflies are interesting, coming out of the right eye. About a year after that picture, it became necessary for her to have um, What was it you had in your right cataract eye? Surgery. cataract surgery in your right eye. So it was like a whole change surgery for the benefit of her in the right eye. What else? about the future. This was a dolphin that I saw in somebody's energy field. She didn't have anything to do with dolphins, didn't like dolphins, didn't care about dolphins. And once she saw the picture, she came back several weeks later and she said, I I don't know what you did, but dolphins are everywhere. Dolphins are all over the place. Again, it was like something she was denying, and now it was coming into into her awareness. These are other pictures of various things. I'm not going to go into the detail because you get the idea now that when you tune in to somebody and you allow yourself to, to see or hear, you can actually interpret a huge amount of information from somebody. Again, these are all part of uh, book one and some of them went into book two. Various pictures of various things going on in people's lives. Uh, This is somebody who's able to download information. Now I'm going to take a little sidetrack here for a moment because I've talked about how I've used this ability that I would like to teach you. How it's used to fix something. Because we all feel we have something that we need to have fixed. So I was walking in the forest one day in a beautiful part of Ireland called Lindelock. I don't know if any of you have ever been there. Very very exquisite part of the country. And I got this very, very clear download from Spirit that said, you're to no longer focus on what's wrong with people. Focus instead on what's right. And I thought, wow, this is, this is just, this is big. So now I don't paint or I don't render into any kind of reality what might not be right. I render only the spirit of love that's inside people. So I paint the picture of what is that spark of divine perfection. And that has become, uh, you know, when they talk about going viral, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people have asked me to, to paint this picture of them. And it now forms part of, uh, uh, on the internet, it actually rotates. all Everybody's pictures are rotating around the earth as a shield of, of love around the earth. You can actually see it if you go to ahanu.com. I, I, I'll give you cards so because you may not remember it. ahanu.com forward slash spirit of love and you can actually see those pictures of people rotating around the earth and it's an, an absolutely wonderful, wonderful development out of this work. Just a few more pictures. I'll just pick on this one in particular because People often ask me, well, you know, can you change, aside from the fixing that I talked about earlier, does something like this change over time? And this was a woman who came, uh, uh, this would be like three or four years ago, maybe now. And this was what I saw. Beautiful flower, but nonetheless, it was a cut flower lying on its side. And as we know, cut flowers are dying. She came back about a year later. I saw the same flower, but it was standing up rooted firmly and blossoming. So you can see this transformation in people. Uh, What have we got here? Twin flames, relationships with a a divide between them, broken hearts being stabbed from behind, um, somebody possessing all kinds of divine knowledge. little story here about a French woman arrived in Ireland, had no connections in Ireland, no relations in Ireland, on her own, Arrived with nowhere to sleep, nowhere, didn't know anything about the country, speaking only French, didn't speak English or Irish or anything except French, didn't know what to do. And when I tuned into her, she she, she managed to managed to understand. Her question was really, you know, why am I here? What, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just guided. I'm pulled. And when I saw this, it's an, a dolmen. People are familiar with dolmen, you know, these megalithic tombs and so on. And in the centre of it here is a little crown. She had had a past life in Ireland as some kind of a princess or some kind of a royal person in one of these lifetimes. And she was coming back like the Native American Indians do here, go collecting soul pieces. She was pulling together these parts of her lives. And that gave her a whole new explanation and understanding around what she was doing. Merkaba Fields, people familiar with Merkaba Fields. Sometimes people want to know, you know, am I intact, am I, you know, are my fields working correctly. Testimonials, lots of them. Now, spirits of places. What about spirits of places? I mentioned about, in Ireland, being able to see negativity in supposedly religious places. Well, I want to show you a couple of little pictures here. This is one of Ireland that I did, showing the influence from the, this little place in the centre called Ishnach. Ishnach is an Irish word and it means navel. It's the navel of Ireland. It's actually the geographic centre of Ireland. Extremely high energy place. And it's supposedly the place where the, name, the Irish name for Ireland is Éire, which comes from the goddess Eru, who was buried in this centre place. And the influence is still being felt over a huge area. This is Newgrange. Anybody heard of Newgrange? 2,000 years older than the pyramids of Egypt. Only now beginning to be recognized as not, a, not the burial place of savage people, but an actual temple to the gods. 17th of December every year, the winter solstice. The sun shines for 17 minutes down a passageway and illuminates a central chamber. Those people knew all about the signs of the zodiac, the passage of the sun. They had immense knowledge, and this is what's happening. This is actually a beam of light that's connecting the core of the earth with somewhere else, and all of this energy is flowing in and out of it. Quite amazing.
0: And let me mention something about that. Because you painted that, I don't know, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And just recently, we were just reading uh, something on the internet where they were saying that. What they're finding is all of these pyramids and these sacred sites around the earth now, they're all emitting a beam of light. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. That's did right. You, did you read about that? So he was painting that coming out of no, New Grange's yeah. it's not a pyramid, it's a, um, a moon shape. It's round. Okay, hmm. like. So I just realized that was.
1: Yeah. I, it I never that connected that. Before yeah. Good point. So uh, what have we got here? Again, just. Some more pictures, story each one is a story, I won't go into great detail with them. There's so many that I had to go into book two with them. And these are some of the pictures from book two. What you
0: do now is mainly focus on the love, the, the, the highest expression of somebody that you see that you're tapping into Yes.
1: Yes. Can absolutely. somebody come, can you? Pardon?
0: Can you put any of those with Pardon? No. Can No. Um, but can somebody still come to you for other things? Oh, yeah. that they want to reconcile or
1: Absolutely yeah, yeah. but I, I'll always recommend that they do the spirit of love picture always recommend that but if somebody like you say has some specific issue that they would like to know about because sometimes we, we need to know about something, you know we need to in- intellectually understand it so yes I will I will do that yeah.
0: here's the difference and here's the difference and it's the reason why source asked them to not focus on issues okay because if you what we found, when he started to paint what the spirit of love looked like inside each person, not only was the frequency completely different, but it revealed the person's purpose on earth. It revealed why they were here. So yeah. there's, it, it's almost like saying, okay, yeah, we have all these little issues, but if you just bypass that and let somebody paint what God, you know, what it affirmed was that there is, God is definitely within each person because every single person's spirit of love picture is so different and so unique some are complex geometry some are beautiful flowers but the point is is they all reveal the person's career path they all said this is what you're here to do mm-hmm. and instantly you get it that you ma- you matter yes and your life is intentional it's intentional that you have this particular thing going on inside of you and it just it just automatically heals all that other stuff yeah. and you, Yes. Could you share what happened with Tom and I, my husband, and he... You
1: tell everybody. You want me to tell you? Yes, sure.
0: He was going to paint a picture of each of us, and he couldn't. And he sat there, and he couldn't do it, and he couldn't do it, and he couldn't do it. My husband and I are so together that he ended up doing a musical note with all the colors and all the chakras in a musical note because he couldn't separate us. Yeah. and that was his first soul picture for a couple for a couple that's right yeah yeah and, yeah. and as, uh, today it's beautiful it's just i love looking yeah. at it but it's got all the colors of the shop it's in the yeah
1: yeah yeah thank you i appreciate that yeah now it, it lead it reminds me to tell you when i, when I was talking about places i asked angel rose In the Akashic Records one day, I said, Where do I go? What do I do with this? You know, I mean, here I am, I'm working with one individual in New York and one individual in San Diego and one individual in Dublin and one, and you know, this is never going to change the world at this rate. And she went into the Akashic Records and she said, You have to paint the spirit of love of the United States of America. And I I got the chills and I thought, Whoa, ooh, can I do that? And when you finished that, she said, you've got to paint the spirit of love of Afghanistan and Egypt and Iraq and Iran and South Africa. I
0: didn't really tell him
1: that. Well, you you, you, you did, uh, uh, because I said, and then what? And then she said, you've got to paint the spirit of love of the waters and the rivers and the lakes and the oceans and the mountains and the plants and the elements. I thought, what a beautiful, what an absolutely beautiful thing. But I'm not going to do that all alone because I want to teach you how to do it. It's a beautiful and simple thing. Everybody is able to do it, and it contributes on the consciousness level. So I want to tell you a little bit about this, because I want to show you where where this goes. This was a woman. She said, I've got family problems, and I don't know what to do. I tuned into her, and I saw if you can imagine the picture without the white light for a moment, because in a way that was a fix of it. And you can see that as a tree, see the green tree and as a trunk of a tree. Now, I'm just going to cut it in two here for a second. It's like a tree growing out of a lake and here you have this perfect reflection. And I realized that the family issues she's having, she has no roots to her family. She's basically reflecting everything from the past into the present and into the future. Everything was just a reflecting with no change, no roots, nothing been, nothing really being changed. Perfect reflection. Mistakes made then, the same mistakes being made now. As soon as I realized that this, from where the roots should be, this burst of light and all these white birds flew out of it. Okay, there's, there's something about the root issue of this. And Engel Rose, when she looked at it, she said, that's, that's like a family tree. <laughs> family tree, as <laughs> it is. Now, so that you know where this is going, my last name is O'Grady. Typical Irish name, O meaning of, same as Mac would mean son of. So I'm of Grady, and most of the Irish and English and European names and certainly some other cultures around the world will have family crests. And the family crests were bestowed upon a family, usually by royalty, for loyalty in battle or for prowess in battle or something. They usually have spears and swords and lions and all sorts of great hey, look at me, I'm great kind of stuff, shields and all that kind of battle stuff. Now, the Latin inscription that's attached to them also is very telling. And the Latin inscription on my family crest O'Grady and now hers said, Vulneratus non victus. And what it means is, fallen but not defeated. And she said, why are we going around fallen, but not defeated? I said, you're absolutely right. Because this is an energy that we're carrying. This is, um, this is embedded into us, in our family names. From the past, why are we going around fallen, but not defeated? I said, I have to change that. She said, paint our new family crest. And I did. So This is our new family crest. Nothing like what was there before with lions, and tigers, and swords, and all kinds of stuff. All the colors of the chakras, perfect balance of numbers, these six, sixes and twos, and threes, and so on. The moment I had this painted, everything changed for us. Wasn't it a palpable change in, in, in terms of our business, our relationship? There was relations we were finding living in Canada and places that we never knew existed. This changed the dynamic of the family tree going back in time. And again, like before, I didn't believe it. I thought, <laughs> how do I know that to be true? So I, but I was still excited about this. And I was going down the street, and we met a friend of ours. Her name was Winnie Fleming. Winnie Fleming. I said, Winnie, this is this is amazing. I just painted our new family crest. Things have changed. She said, I want one. I want one. OK. So I painted Winnie's family crest. And this is what I saw, and I realize it's, it's quite small, and you may not be able to see the detail. But there are dolphins going up the side here. There's dolphins going around the circle up here. There's dolphins coming down the side. There's pearls. There's a pearl in the center. There's all this water. I said, you must come from a seafaring family. She said, no, I don't. And I thought, oh, jeez, I got it wrong. I thought, I thought I was onto something. So didn't she go home and check? And she came back, and she said, I'm sorry, you were right. From my grandfather back, they were all seafaring people. I thought, oh, okay, okay. Now, here's the thing. She went home with much delight, and she hung it on her wall. And we met her, or no, we heard through the grapevine, didn't we? We heard that she had taken it off the wall, that it was affecting her. She felt it was affecting her negatively, and she was going to give it to her brother.
0: It was bringing up
1: fear. Yeah, it was bringing up fear in the solar plexus, wasn't it? And she was going to uh, give it to her brother. Angel Rose met her on the street and said, Hey, Winnie, what's the story with the picture? Oh, she said, I, I, I'm going to give it to my brother. You know, I'm feeling a bit there." Angel Rose said, Winnie, don't you realize that the solar plexus is the seat of power? Are you in the habit of handing your power away to men? And she said, Oh, my God, I've been handing my power away to my ex-husband, to my adult male sons, to the bank manager, the teacher, the priest. And oh, my God, the list went on. She said, I'm taking that picture. I'm putting it right back on the wall again. She did. And again, we met her some weeks later, didn't we? One, okay. Are you talking about a changed personality? You talk. She went out. She got her hair done. She got makeup. She got a new suit of clothes. She started standing tall. Her whole demeanor, her life circumstances changed, didn't it?
0: It did and it was a process for her because she was a very timid person. Yeah. And not able to stand up for herself. Yeah. so over the next year though, she would be placed in situations where she was behaving very differently. She was making yeah. a stand for herself. Mm-hmm. She you know, making changes that she couldn't do before. Yeah. So it stimulated a whole new uh,
1: huge changes. Dynamic dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was gonna be the end of it. And then other people started to come. I'm gonna tell you very quickly this story. A client of Angel Rose's, she was a Buddhist nun. She was regarded in her neighbourhood as being the, the, the matriarch, I suppose, of the street. But what was interesting about her street was that a lot of the neighbours hadn't spoken to each other in 30 years. She had this picture done. She went home, she hung it. She said the next day, she came, in, she came in to report, didn't she? She said the very next day, she said the police sirens were going outside. There was like a mini riot on the street. All the people were out They were fighting with each other. She said it took about an hour. And after that, they were all in each other's houses having tea and coffee for the first time in 30 years. She says it's because of this. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it's related, but she said it's because of her status in the street. It had that impact on the neighbours. So I thought that was a, a cool story.
0: I'll go back to that picture just a second. Only hmm. because her brother lived with her as well. And she would see how he was affected by... First of all, she'd come to me every week for um, psychic surgery. And after every session, her brother would be affected by this surgery. Whatever happened to her, if he would react. So he reacted hugely to this when she started changing, because his name is the same as well. Yeah. So once the crest changes, it started affecting him too. So it, it kind of runs downstream. Is really yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it more or less affects forward and backwards in the family line. That's really interesting. Uh, more families and more families. Okay. Would you like to use art to transform your life? And have fun doing it. Because this is the thing. This is great fun. I said in the beginning about you know, we, we're we're brought up to believe I can't paint, I can't draw. The first ten minutes with me, you will have no longer any fear about painting or drawing. First ten minutes.
0: Because it isn't about if you can paint. It's about reaching the yeah.
1: parts of you that you haven't been yeah. No, we don't, we don't have time. So we don't, don't. have not Yeah, yeah, we, we don't have time. So I've got a workshop. I just wanted to tell you about it. It's, going, it's coming up pretty soon. Um, these are some questions I was going to ask you. Are, you. are you trying? Let me go over here so I can read them. Are you trying to make changes in your life but keep getting stuck? Have you ever wondered who your guides and teachers are? Let me tell you a little, quick little story about this. We had a 12-year-old kid. I have to tell you this. He came into the class with his... Uh, let, let me paint the picture in your mind first. It was a mother who brought what we thought were her two children. But one was actually her sister. But her sister was so young that she was actually rearing her sister like as if it was her own child. So in other words, her sister was 12, uh, 13 and her son was 12. Does that make sense? You know, they were more or less the same age. So here she was with, with these children... Uh, in this, now she was sat at the end, and then the uh, little boy and the little girl—no, the the girl and the boy—and I asked them to paint a, a past um, a past life of theirs. Okay. So the little guy is there as as little boys do, and he's painting this picture with fire and brimstone, and oh my God, there was there was murder going on in this picture. I took the picture up and I put it on the wall for everybody to to see, you know, so we could analyze it more or less. And he was there with a long sword. He was a Viking, and he was running the sword through a woman who was lying on the ground right through her heart. That was what he painted. The mother says, oh, my God, look at my picture. She painted herself as a woman lying on the ground with a Viking running a, a sword right through her heart. The boy leaned across and he said, Mum, I came back this time just to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I, there was nothing more we could say. The same guy, a little bit later, the same guy, I asked him to paint um what was it the one about spirit guide. a spirit guide, yeah. I asked him to paint a spirit guide. He's, he's he painted this guy, which to me looked very like um. Pointed.
0: Did you ever play Barbie
1: and tennis? Yeah. You know the kind of...
0: The red hair, the, the
1: nerd. The he painted guy. this guy. He pointed, no, pointed no. This. no, like um, Bart Simpson, Bart Simpson, kind of the hair that stands up like that orange, you know, shock red hair, yeah. Anyway, uh, I asked him quick fire questions about this. I said, "What what's this guy's name? Sean, how old is he? 26, you know, blah, 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 rapid fire questions. He answered them all. The mother again. She said, that's, that's his first cousin who died before he was born. He didn't even know he existed. And here he was. He knew all about him, everything about him, exactly as he described. So these kids have these abilities and this is what brings it out and brings it, makes it acceptable to them. Another real quick one. We were doing another art class like what we're going to show you here in a few minutes. And uh, this woman came in for a reading with Angel Rose. She had a, uh, a child. What age was the child? I mean, she was, I don't know, seven or eight. No, I don't think she was yeah. quite that old. Maybe six. or there? Anyway, she didn't want to bring the six-year-old into the reading, so I said, "Look, leave her in the art class. Here's some paper, right?" And so they went off to the reading, and I said, "Paint, paint what you looked like before you were born." I didn't pay any more attention to her. Came back to her about twenty minutes later, and she had painted this most beautiful. Little angel, and she said, "This is exactly what I looked like before I was born." Yeah, is amazing?
0: Well, since then, we started to walk children in class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're just—they're amazing. So this is how you can—you will see your spirit guides. You'll actually paint them. They'll become uh, real to you, uh, and they will take on a form that you will recognize. Uh, do you want to know what your life purpose is? We explained a little bit about that. Ever wondered about the effects of your ancestry on your life? We talked about that. Because all this DNA stuff, you know, is handed down to us. A lot of it not good. Hmm. A lot of it good, of course. Trouble, trouble determining your gifts and your talents? Are you stuck in your career or your marriage or your home? Well, else have we got. Would you like to see auras? They teach you how to see auras. Very necessary part, simple. First five minutes, you'll be doing that. Uh, can you use colors as a therapeutic tool? Can you use art like the ancients did to access higher mind? Do you know how color and art links to the subconscious mind and to your inner self? How to connect with your inner language? How to find your spirit guides? How to protect yourself with your own sacred geometry? This is something else we do too. Uh, what do we call it? Power shields. We'll actually, You will be painting your own power shield that you can use as a a wallpaper on your computer or your phone or whatever. It's actually your own power shield, protective power shield, that lies in the first eight cells of your tailbone. Teach you to see it and paint it. How to see your past lives and more. So how is that going to happen? It's going to happen because in San Diego we're going to do this workshop. Now I do very, very few of these, but it's necessary to teach people how to do it. We'll
0: hand up
1: fire, yeah, It's going to be six Saturdays from one o'clock to five o'clock. Six Saturdays. Now at this stage, this is the first time I've presented this, so if everybody found, and if we find from inquiries or whatever, that Sunday is better or Wednesday is better, we'll change it. But at the moment we we'll just have to narrow it down to something. Six Saturdays, one to five, no experience necessary, absolutely zero experience necessary. All materials provided, you don't have to have a paintbrush or a pencil, nothing. Just come you, just as you are. Adults and children, transform your life through art and have fun doing it. $480 for six full sessions. I guarantee you, here's a guarantee, you will come away from that knowing that everything you paint is priceless. You will never, ever again any kind of a monetary value on your painting. Thank you, thank you very much.
0: You have been listening to angale Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.